Kindelach, keep your eyes on that clock. When it's 7.57, wave at me, okay? There's a, a famous interaction with the Rebbe in the Rebbe's house on President Street in Tavshin Memches after Chof Be Shvat, after the Rebbe's passing. And people um, came to the Rebbe to be Menachem Oval. The Rebbe gave dollars in his home. And one of the people who came to visit was a Jew from uh, Bexley, Ohio, named uh, Gordon Zacks, all of a shalom. So he comes in, and uh, what's famous about the interaction is that within a couple of seconds, the Rebbe picks up a conversation with him that they left off 19 years previously, and they hadn't seen each other or been in contact for those 19 years. And so Gordon Zacks is shocked, and he's taken aback, and he says, you're amazing, you're amazing. He keeps saying, the Rebbe is amazing. It's 19 years we haven't spoken, and you picked up the conversation right where we left off. And the background to the story, what was the conversation 19 years previously, is that this Gordon Zacks had given a speech to the United Jewish Appeal about starting a $100 million endowment for Jewish education. And after that speech, he had Yechidus with the Rebbe. And in this Yechidus, the Rebbe was prevailing upon Mr. Zacks to spend the money. He should raise the money that he set out to, to, to raise, but then he should spend it in the right way meaning there are various different definitions of Jewish education. So he said he wants to raise $100 million for Jewish education, but he didn't necessarily define Jewish education the way that the Rebbe would define proper Jewish education. So the Rebbe was trying to prevail upon him to spend the money properly, and he was arguing a little bit about the fact that American Jewry aren't ready for for orthodoxy, and so we have to give them other forms of Jewish education. And at one point in the Yechidus, the Rebbe says to him, do you remember what Zorba the Greek said to the college student? Now you're going to say, Taub, you're coming into 770 and quoting Zorba the Greek, which is a novel. The Rebbe spoke about Zorba the Greek in 770. Not down here, but in, in, in the Rebbe's room. So no, I never read the book, but it's a book. And apparently the Rebbe knew his customers, he knew he was speaking to, and he understood that for Gordon Zacks, uh, reference to Zorba the Greek would be effective. What's the proof? That uh, decades later, he was telling this story, he, was re he remembered it. So he says, the Rebbe said to me, he told me, do you remember what Zorba the Greek says to the college student? He says, what good are all your fancy books if you don't even know how to live life. So Gordon Sachs says, the Rebbe said to him, what good is all your intellect, all your knowledge, and you don't know how to live? Then the Rebbe said to him, you're trying to think your way to God, and it's not possible. You can't think your way to the infinite. It's something that has to be experienced. It's something that has to be lived. Stop trying to think your way there and, and, and live it. 
And then, and then the Rebbe said, and I'll help you with that. I will give you somebody, I'll send you one of my chassidim to go home with you and to live with you for a year so that you can live a Jewish life for a year. Instead of trying to think your way there, you'll live your way there, and that's the only way to do it. Will you take me up on my offer? <laughs> and you know what Gordon Zacks told the Rebbe? I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll think about it, right? The Rebbe says, you can't think your way to the infinite. You've got to live it. And what, what do you say to that? I'll think about it. Okay. Matan Torah, from an educational perspective, was not a very well-organized class. It wasn't a very good Torah class. It should have been divided for different levels of intellect, for different levels of background, and have different teachers. You wouldn't take all the kids in a whole school and put them all in one class. And the reality is that Matan Torah was not a Torah class. It wasn't for teaching Torah. It was for having a lived experience of Torah, after which you can go and learn Torah. In other words, the point of Matan Torah was not to teach Torah, but to give people a real experience. Thunder and lightning. A real, lived, empirical, undeniable, sensorial experience. After which you can go open the book and find out what Torah has to teach you. So the basis of our entire Yiddishkeit is an experience, something we all lived. And because of that, it transcends all the different categories you normally have when you're studying. When you're studying, so you group the students according to different classes, according to different skill levels. You teach them different subjects, different levels of depth, because that's how a class works. But when you have an experience, then everybody has the same experience. It transcends all the different categories and all the levels. Toward the very end of his life, Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned about a new generation of Jews who were not at Matan Torah, and although they could learn Torah, they never had the experience. They, ne they never lived through that event. So Moshe Rabbeinu created something called Hakel. And the purpose of Hakel was not to teach Torah, but to give people a Torah experience. That's why if you look in the Rambam, in Hilchas Chagiga, Peregimel, the Rambam describes Hakel in a very interesting way. You have the king reading from the Torah, and yet there's no, uh, there's no microphone, there's no PA system, they don't have speakers, and not everybody can hear. The Rambam mentions the people who can't hear, they should just try to imagine that they're standing at Har Sinai, but they can't even hear. The Rambam also mentions people who can hear, but they can't understand. He says, there are people there who are newly converted, 
and they don't know Lashana Kodesh and they can't understand the, the Kriya Satayra, that's fine. They should also just have in mind that it's like they're at Matan Torah. And then there's another group, the Chachomim Gedolim, for whom Kriya Satayra is not Limar Torah. These are people who are Shaykh to much deeper learning. For they should stand there and listen to, to Chumash. But again, it's not a Torah class. So you have Chachomim Gedolim for whom this reading is way beneath their level of study. You have newly converted Jews for whom this level of study is actually too advanced. And then you have people who Pashat Begashmis physically cannot hear. Reb Menachem Galitsky should have a lot of nachas from Mendy. He organized, he brought, I don't know if he organized the whole thing, but he brought me here. Mendy Galitsky brought me here. Come on out, can you come out? You're gonna have a lived experience. Come here, come now. All right. So the point is that Hakil is an experience. Like the Rebbe told Gordon Zacks, you can't think your way to this thing, you have to live it. You have to live it. Once upon a time, not so long ago in recent history, there was a Hakil in this very spot on a regular basis. And you could bring any Jew to this place. I mean, it's terrifying actually, I just realized how closely I'm standing to the actual spot. The Rebbe would fabreng from this spot and people from the greatest Chachomim Gedelim to people who couldn't understand a word that the Rebbe was saying because they didn't speak Yiddish would all stand in this mokim and experience Elokos. Not listen to a shir from a Rosh Hashiva. It wasn't a class. It was Gili Elokos, like by Matan Torah. Matan Torah was not a shir from a Rosh Hashiva. Matan Torah was Gili Elokos. Seeing and hearing and feeling and living. And that's what happened here. I'm going to say something, and it's only on my achrayas. And then I won't be invited to speak in 770 again. Meish Rabbeinu took care of the idea there should be a hakil. And he set it up for us. The Rebbe took care of the idea that when there would not be fabrengens, there would not be a place to bring every single Jew to experience the revelation of godliness in a palpable, empirical, bodily, sensorial way, the Rebbe gave us the keys. He turned over the secret to us and charged us with being the Hakel Melech and creating lived experiences, real, lived, sensorial Judaism. And that we will continue with these marching orders until the world will be transformed and what will happen when Mashiach comes 
No one will ever have to learn about God from a book. Thank you, Kindleloch. I'm wrapping up in five seconds. No one will ever again have to learn about God from a book. They will look at the world and they will see that nothing but Hashem is real.